You're listening to HVAC 360, live from the HR Expo 2020 in Orlando. Everybody, welcome back. Matt Nelson here, your host for HVAC 360, helping you be the best and the brightest in the field of HVAC. I do that either by sharing information, specific lessons learned from the field, or talking with industry experts. Um, usually at this point, I encourage you to go over to HVAC360.com and sign up for my newsletter, but I really want you to go over to YouTube.com and search up HVAC 360. Uh, click on my channel and subscribe. I'm really trying to you know, bump that up here in 2020 uh, to get my first 100 subscribers. And I really want you to be a part of that. So there's going to be some exciting things coming down the pipe for that. All right. So what's up for this week? This week, we're going to be talking with uh, Match Legal, who is the commercial products manager over at Johnson Controls. Um, really had a great time interviewing him. And, you know, I mean, one of the things that really popped out, and I'm going to share a little knowledge nugget here before we get started, but it's the concept of uh, BAS light. Uh, a lot of owners really, you know, if they have, you know, the kind of the smaller operation, they don't really want to spend the money to have a full-blown BMS on their, uh, in their facility. Uh, but yet they should have some control and some kind of oversight capacity. So I'm not going to spoil it too much. You know, I'm just going to leave you with that. Let's just cut to the tape with Match Legal. All right, we're on the floor of the HR Expo here in Orlando, Florida, 2020. We're here with Match Legal, who's the uh, commercial product manager for Johnson Controls. How are you doing today, Matt? Oh, I'm great. Also, Matt, uh, it's, it's great to be here. Uh, we've had a lot of really exciting days. We had a full day yesterday into the second day today. A lot, of, a lot of traction, a lot of customers coming through, so we're fantastic. Excellent. So what, do you, what is Johnson Controls uh, bringing new uh, to the commercial market this year? So we're really excited. We're introducing two brand new product platforms at the show this year. Uh, the first is our new choice product. It's a 15 to 27 and a half ton rooftop unit. And then we have the new Select product, which is a 27.5 to 50 ton rooftop unit as well. Both packaged products, they have cooling, uh, hot gas, and uh, electric heat options for them. So we're really excited to bring those. They're brand new platforms, have a lot of features, a lot of options. Really important in both of those is introducing a replacement opportunity. So with the Choice platform, we have the opportunity to directly replace without a transition curb, uh, the Carrier, Weather Maker, and Weather Master product lines and the train Voyager 2 product. So replacement and, and having the right footprint and the right uh, opportunity is really important because as we know, when a unit comes off a roof, um, the openings, they're still there. So you've got openings made for whatever unit was first installed. And if you have a unit that doesn't fit those openings, you have to have a transition curb. So a big additional metal structure that's added cost of labor, added cost of materials, uh, and added complexity to a building installation. Um, but what we can do is we have a unit that can match the footprint of those competitive models so we can put it directly in place on the roof, no transition curb, nothing added. It's almost as if we are the original manufacturer itself. We can install it in just the same way, putting our units directly on it. So again, with Choice, uh, it's a great opportunity where we can actually directly replace two competitive manufacturers. 
then the select product platform goes from 27.5 to 50 tons, uh, and that is going to directly replace the train Voyager 3 platform, again, without a transition curve. So that's a really important thing for us. Now, is that, uh, when you talk, obviously we talk about the transition curve. Uh, we're talking about the footprint of the unit, we're talking about the ductwork configuration, so there's no rework of the ductwork going down through the roof. Um, is that the same with the electrical or the electrical connections in the same locations? Yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna differ on the product line. So with Choice, again, because we can directly replace two different manufacturers, um, when we're replacing Carrier, our utilities are actually in the same location. Uh, they might be an inch or two away. We, we do have our own design, but you're not gonna have to relocate the utilities. Uh, but in replacing train in that tonnage range, because their utilities are in a different location than carrier, uh, it does require moving the utilities to the other side of the unit. When we look at select, the larger product uh, that only replaces the train footprint, the utilities are in the same location. We're not having to do any movement there at all. All right, fantastic. Now, so these are both uh, packaged units, right? Yes. Okay, so they're not built up. They're packaged units. Correct. They're ready to you know drop in. Yeah, yeah. Again, packaged units, they're all air conditioning. Uh, we will be adding heat pumps in the future to the Choice platform, but for today on both, it's air conditioning only uh, with, again, supplemental gas heat or electric heat. Uh, one thing we're really excited about bringing to both platforms is actually the modulating gas heat option. So in the Choice platform, it's going to be a 2.85 to 1 turndown ratio. Uh, that's actually something we're really excited about. Combining that turndown ratio with the intelligence of our controls allows us to control the supply air temperature uh, up or down by as little as 1%. So we can make very incremental changes to that temperature coming off of the heat exchanger. Uh, and then on select, we have uh, modulating hot gas that is going to be a five to one turn down or an eight to one turn down depending on the tonnage range or on the tonnage selected of the product great so now obviously um uh the two products what else what else do you have so yeah so so i talked a lot about replacement up front and that's uh, an important aspect uh but going beyond that we we also want to kind of lead the industry with what these platforms bring the first thing that we're doing um, that we really think is going to set us apart is reaching some extremely high efficiencies in a very cost competitive way. So we have a wide range of efficiencies that we can hit in these platforms and we do it by combining our compressor staging strategy with our airflow strategy and again controlling that all with our smart equipment controls. The base design for both products, it's a two circuit design, so two independent refrigerant circuits with a single speed compressor on each of those circuits. So two stages of cooling. For standard efficiency, we just have a constant volume blower that's on or off. Again, it's gonna give us the best cost point that we can have going to the market at that standard efficiency level. But to be able to, to kind of flex the unit up into higher efficiencies, we only have to make one slight change. Uh, we can pull one of those single speed compressors off of a circuit and replace it with either a two speed compressor or a tandem set of compressors. Again, just depends on the tonnage range that we're looking at. And now in a two circuit design, we have four stages of cooling. It's a minimal change uh, that, that's pretty cost effective. It's gonna translate to a great price that now gives us actually higher efficiencies than competitive high efficiency models. Uh, so with this, we have up to 15% higher IEER when we compare to carrier and train in the choice platform. And for the select platform, we actually have up to 31% higher IEER uh, than carrier, train, and Daikin. We have higher efficiency across the board. And again, it's because we can combine those cooling stages with our airflow. So from an airflow perspective, 
Again, we have constant volume, uh, but then we can use a VFD uh, to apply in what we call IntelliSpeed, uh, which is basically stepped modulation of our airflow. Um, so we're using the VFD to run the airflow at preset conditions, depending on the number of cooling stages that are engaged. Uh, so for example, if we have a four-stage unit, when our first compressor is on, uh, we really only need 25% of our capacity. Well, we don't need our our blower running at full speed. We don't need to be using all of that energy. Uh, so we have a preset speed that it's going to ramp up to. If the second stage of cooling comes on, the speed is going to increase through the VFD, etc., up to 100% of our capacity. Uh, so it's stepped modulation. In addition to that, we do offer true variable air volume, true VAV modulation of the airflow, uh, where we're actually modulating our airflow based on the duct pressure uh, and maintaining a, a set pressure setting there. So combining those airflows with our cooling stages uh, is what allows us to hit a great price point at constant volume standard efficiency, and then to actually exceed competitive high efficiency models with just making a slight change. And, and that slight change is important for us because again, in only changing out a compressor, we are exceeding what the competition is having to change coils, change compressors, and even increase their cabinet to do. Excellent. Now, obviously, this, this doesn't go, you know, this is not an isolated case. Most times that you're going to be combining, you know, rooftop units with a uh, building automation system. Um, so explain how, how that benefits, um, you know, your, your product line. Yeah, absolutely. So at the standard level, all of our products use as standard what we call the smart equipment controller. Uh, it's a microprocessor controller, while a lot of manufacturers are still use, using uh, electromechanical controls as their standard. Uh, we, we've decided that really we want to have connectivity and communication in all of our platforms, in all of our units. So all of our commercial products utilize smart equipment controls. Uh, it's a, a communicating ability controller. All we have to do is add a comm card that gives us BACnet MSTP capability. Uh, and we can tie multiple units on a rooftop together, again, just with our base control uh, package. Now, if we want to go beyond that, we have several controls options that give us additional flexibility, additional connectivity. Uh, first, we have a map device. It's the mobile access portal. Uh, and it's kind of a gateway that allows connectivity to the rooftop units and to uh, an entire building system of units uh, through a single point over a Wi-Fi system. So if our units are tied together, uh, daisy-chained with communication wire on a rooftop, we can take a map device and either plug it in at the rooftop unit, uh, or if you're using a Johnson Controls net sensor in the building space, we have a connectivity port there as well. Plugging the map device in, it emits a Wi-Fi signal um, that you can then use a cell phone, a tablet, basically anything that can connect to a Wi-Fi signal and has a web browser, uh, you can now connect and do all of your uh, set point interactions with your rooftop units, do diagnostics, startup and commissioning, uh, basically anything where you don't have to physically be present at the unit to make a physical change to it, you can do over this Wi-Fi signal. So it's great to, uh, in hot climates, cold climates, be able to know that you can monitor your building without going up on the roof, without having to go directly to the control board. Uh, we can tie those systems in for that, that remote monitoring. But to take it a step further uh, and go beyond HVAC and beyond our rooftop units, uh, we have something we've introduced uh, around a year and a half, two years ago called Verisys. Uh, Verisys is a controls platform uh, that operates as a BAS system uh, that we want to really be able to bring into the light commercial mid-market world without requiring a controls contractor or requiring that a mechanical contractor has a controls engineer on staff. 
It's a uh, configurable control where you're going to have auto recognition of rooftop units, of VAV systems, of the components that you tie into that control system. Uh, and it's a configurable control system. So instead of having to write code for operations, uh, you're going to go through menus and make selections and, and configure the operation of it. The system's fantastic for tying our rooftop units together. Uh, it goes beyond that, though. It can work in single zone uh, setups, but it can also work in, in multi-zone VAV. Uh, we have VAV boxes that can tie into our Verisys system. The Smart Building Hub is kind of the, the core and the brains of the operation, but it will branch out to VAV systems. Uh, we can branch out to electrical monitoring, uh, and we actually have a really cool device called our I.O. module uh, that allows us to tie in external systems as well. So with the I.O. module, we can tie in um, not just HVAC, but we can tie in a refrigeration system, lighting, security, uh, fire suppression. So sprinklers can all tie in to the single point of control. So you have a single sign-on uh, for accessing all of these systems and a single point of controlling beyond just the HVAC equipment. Um, and, and the last thing we can do with it as well is, is we can actually bring in third-party equipment as well. So we know a lot of the times if you're doing a, a sweep of a rooftop and there's 10 units on the roof but only five need to be replaced and there are different manufacturers equipment or even some of our older equipment uh, sometimes it's hard to, to convince a building owner that they want this advanced control system if only half the units can work on it uh, so one thing that that we really think is important as well is the ability to tie in external systems third-party rooftop units uh, or even our older equipment so we have a specific thermostat called the TEC thermostat that's part of the Verisys uh, bundle of, of options and features that will tie in additional rooftop units or additional systems, VAV boxes, et cetera, and allow those to operate under Verisys as part of our portfolio. So now, if I'm understanding this right, I mean, I mean a, lot of, a, a lot of talk um, or a lot of uh, buildings um, have, I guess, less need of a BAS. I mean, it's not a full-blown system. So what your units and what your systems are being able to do is they're being able to give a owner uh, of a smaller facility um, the opportunity to have all the bells and whistles of a building automation system without having to, you know, either install it or actually even know how to use it because it's so uh, user-friendly. Is that right? Yeah, that's absolutely correct. We actually did uh, so, some research early on when we started initiating this project and looking at Verisys where we looked at the square footage of a building and we looked at whether it had a BAS system or not. Uh, and you actually have to get over 100,000 square foot size buildings before you see even 50% of those buildings having a BAS system. Uh, we know it's not because people with smaller buildings aren't interested in it. Uh, one thing we know is a lot of times in the commercial world, expectations kind of emulate the expectations of the residential world. And we think about our homes today and we've got Google and Alexa and everything's pulling in multiple systems. You know, I can pull out my phone right now and view my thermostat at home, open my garage door, start my sprinkler systems all through these different interactions. Uh, and we know people are starting to expect that kind of connectivity in the workplace as well and in commercial buildings. Um, so it's not that there's not a desire for BAS, and we recognize that really the cost and complexity uh, was the driving factor of these smaller building spaces not having BAS systems. And so that's really where we saw the opportunity, and, and you really nailed it on the head. It's, it's about reduced complexity, having it be something that you don't have to be a controls guru to install. You don't have to be a controls guru even to go in and make changes to the settings and, and to the operation of the controls. Uh, and again, cost and price is a very important aspect as well. All of our units are compatible with Verisys straight from the factory. So 
If you buy one of our rooftop units and you decide later that you want to add Verisys to the job, you're not having to make any changes other than a few control parameters. Um, and, and if you want a Verisys building, uh, a Verisys unit from the start, there's no additional charge. It's just a, a setting in our controls that allows it to access Verisys. Where the cost comes in for Verisys is with the components. Um, but again, low-cost components that are, are sourced through Johnson Controls that we can get directly to you and not having to have that controls expertise, again, either a controls contractor that you uh, work with third party or a controls person on staff helps to bring the overall cost of the installation down and ultimately allows for more adoption through building owners when they see, hey, I can get this control without the price tag that I thought was going to be associated with it. Now, so you, just to be clear, now you have, you have the control uh, at the unit. Um, you can access it remotely via Wi-Fi. Uh, what, is that, what does that look like to the end user? I mean, is, is it something that I know that, I mean, obviously if you were a, a temperature controls technician, obviously there's a different set of software that you could you know, connect in and see just about anything. Mm -hmm. But from an end user standpoint, what, what does that look like to them? I mean, is, are they able to you know, sit remotely at a desk and get everything or do they have to be you know, buy the unit and connect up to it or? Yeah, so we have a few different ways of doing it. Um, taking Verisys out of the picture and, and just starting with the map device again, so a smart equipment set up with a map device, um, you're typically going to be on site to access that. You're going to tie in. It's a specific Wi-Fi uh, signal that comes from the device, um, but we really encourage if there's a facility manager or something on site, they can either tie into it directly from a desktop or laptop computer, or in some instances, customers will even just purchase an iPad or tablet that they'll mount to the wall that's connected to it already. Uh, we do have different levels of access that we can set up as well. So you okay. mentioned a, uh, you know, a contractor or a service person may need more access than what we want to give the building owner or facility manager who they're just kind of looking at things or want to change a temperature set point. Well, we don't necessarily um, want, and, and honestly, they don't necessarily want the ability to go in and change all of the parameters or all of the set points that a technician may need to access. Uh, so the owner of a map device has the ability to set up additional accounts, and they have different levels of access, basically at a building owner level, a service technician level, and then full access to it. So the administrator for the device gets to choose what someone can see and, and can set up specific access for them. When we look at Verisys, very similar in being able to grant specific access to certain people and set up their specific accounts. Uh, but with Verisys is where not only will you be on site, but we can have connectivity um, that's going to go through a building's IP uh, and actually be able to connect outside of the building space as well. Um, so we have the ability to go through a building's firewall, have a dedicated web address uh, that someone will tie into for that specific job. So if you are a, a someone with a service contract for, for a building and you know, you've got a daily time you're going to monitor that, that facility. Or even if you get a call from the building owner that says, hey, you know, we, we're not getting cooling. Do you know what's going on? Well, you can be across state lines working on another job at your office. And instead of having to go and show up at the job site just to see what's going on, uh, you can actually log in remote, monitor the system, uh, view trending information about, hey, I know there was a failure three hours ago. Well, let me go see what were the temperatures I was running? What pressures was I running? What was going on with my system at that time? Uh, and really do some diagnostics ahead of time before you show up to the job site. And even in some situations, it may be something where just a temperature set point needs to be updated and we need to run uh, off of a different parameter. Well, you don't have to go to the job site to do that. So you can make those changes remote and again, have everything set up through Verisys, through smart equipment without going to the job site. So that's, that's I mean, that's really kind of BAS light. 
is what we're looking at here. I mean, all the, the user levels and the access levels, that's going to be the same thing that you'd have on the, uh, you know, the, the premium platform that you'd have in a building automation system. You just have it at a lower level. Absolutely. So what, I mean, when you're looking at uh, the, the interface, are these pre-programmed graphics that you're looking at? Is it a specific just you know, text-only graphic that you're looking at? What, what sort of you know, things are you looking at? So the interface, it's going to be a menu-driven interface, uh, and you'll go in. Um, we don't have uh, 3D animation or graphics within the controller. You do have the ability for, again, we're tying multiple units together, uh, so you can load images for specific areas uh, and, and for specific products. Um, so let's say you've got different product lines on the roof. Uh, you can load an image of that specific product to identify what it is, as well as change the name as part of that identification. Um, or even if you've got you know, the CEO or president's office is tied to the system and you want to make sure uh, that you remember that that's his office and, and that's your top priority to keep that comfortable, uh, you can go in and, and change an image to whatever you want to upload to the system. Uh, beyond that, a majority of the interface, it's going to be through drop-down menus uh, and, and again, not requiring any code or any programming where you can go make your selections on how you want uh, things to interact. If you want to have you know, a, a certain interaction happen with your rooftop units or a lighting system at a certain time, you can go in and set the program and tie those together through that. Um, additionally, again, we show trending information, so that will typically take place uh, over a graph. Um, and so it'll be anywhere from one to three days of information will be logged, depending on the complexity of the system. And uh, so we will show graphed trending, and that will be anything from reading your outside air temperature at a certain time, what stage was the unit in, was it cooling, was it heating, how many stages of cooling. It's going to trend all of that data and log all of that data for up to three days for you. Right. So in, in the light version, you get that three days. It doesn't, it, you, you can't extend it out. Correct. And, and we do have some future expansion plan to, to tie into uh, a service that will store a lot of that information, a lot of that data. Uh, but because this is targeted as a, a light BAS with lower complexity, um, it does have limited memory on the board itself. Um, but then Again, you can export that information as well if, if you want to, to have that long-term trending information. Now, is there a, po a possibility or an option for scheduling the units? Absolutely. So one thing that's great, uh, we kind of talk and, and joke about our smart equipment controls, um, how we almost don't want customers to dumb it down by adding a thermostat to it. So we can run our units without a thermostat at all, simply using sensors in the building space, uh, but we can program. We have a seven-day uh, programmable capability built into every one of our rooftop units. Um, so even a standard single-zone uh, unit on its own, smart equipment controls, again, our standard control has seven-day programmability built into it. So all of our products have that directly from the factory. All right, fantastic. So we've t covered a lot of things here. What, uh, anything else that you'd like to uh, kind of talk about? Um, it's, it's really to just kind of plug the strategy that we have today. So, so we're really excited in our commercial world of, of getting to, to really revitalize things. So we've done something that really no one else in the industry has, does, has done, uh, and that is we've released three brand new products from the ground up, new platforms in about an 18-month stretch. So last year, we introduced the Premier platform that goes from 27.5 tons to 50 tons. Uh, this year, we've come back, and we've now released the Choice product. And in May, we're going to start production of the Select platform. It's a huge investment that we're really excited about. Johnson Controls is really, really, uh, really wanting to be aggressive and play hard in the commercial tonnage and in the light commercial realm. 
So introducing those products has allowed us to revamp our portfolio, uh, and we feel like we really now have the most comprehensive coverage of commercial products from three tons all the way up to 50 tons. In our three to 12 and a half ton range, we have two product families that compete very well uh, competitively. We have the ability to go with our core product and go at the uh, kind of low cost replacement, uh, but still have great features. And then we have our Pro, which is our professional series, going to have more features and more options built into it for that higher end customer. When we get above that in 15 tons to 27 and a half tons, the new choice platform, as we talked about, great replacement opportunities, great opportunities for setting specifications. And then from 27 and a half to 50 tons, again, we have two platforms. We have the select. It's going to be a great price point, a lot of specification options, and again, replacement. And we have Premier, which came out again a little over a year ago. Didn't talk too much about it today, uh, but that's going to be a great product, a lot of flexibility, a lot of customization in it, uh, and really serve the high-end market very well. So we're just really excited. We've made a lot of investment. Um, It's been several years of, of design and development and we're, we're kind of reaching the exciting point we're launching things we're getting it into the market uh, and we're just happy uh, to see the customer interaction get it into customers hands and, and start selling more products fantastic now <clears throat> getting back to the two two units one last thing you talked about the different options of going from two-stage cooling to, uh, to four stages of cooling what what sort of other options are available that might be considered you know sustainable uh, or you know kind of deluxe options that, that people might choose just, just because they have a smaller tonnage uh, but might be they might be interested in. Yeah, so so some of the higher end or, or kind of unique options that we have, again, modulating gas heat, uh, we're excited to bring that in. Uh, we have a new modulating hot gas reheat system, so that's tied to the humidity control of the building, being able to control humidity and temperature simultaneously. And we have a modulating system to do that now that's brand new for us. Uh, we have economizers, uh, low leak dampers on all of our economizers with economizer FDD built in. So that's a a building code requirement in a lot of states now is economizer fault detection and diagnostic. That's again standard on all of the economizers that we have. Uh, Along with bringing in fresh air, you know, we've always got to put air out as well. So we have a constant volume power exhaust, uh, but we're also introducing a modulating power exhaust system where we're going to modulate airflow, monitor the building pressure and the ambient pressure, uh, and kind of have a set differential between the two that will use a VFD to modulate the airflow to to maintain that pressure. Uh, Something that that we're doing brand new is bringing uh, short circuit uh, current rating or SCCR, bringing a high version of that. So standard throughout the industry is typically gonna be five kiloamps of SCCR, uh, but we can now go up to 65 kA of short circuit protection in our units. That's really a a good safety feature, both for uh, technicians and and people who may be around units, as well as protecting the equipment itself uh, in the term, uh, in in the conditions of a short circuit or uh, a high voltage spike. All right, fantastic. Well, Matt, it's been a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, if, if somebody wants to know more information about uh, these units, what's the best way to go about it? Uh, honestly, the best way would be to to reach out either to a local uh, brand uh, representative for you if you have one in your market, or you can always reach out to me directly. Um, and so we share email contact information, or is uh, that... You know what? We'll, we'll post it on the show notes. And, Excellent. Uh, Everybody can go there to, uh, yeah. to look for that information. Absolutely, so. yeah. I'd, I'd be happy to answer questions and, and point someone to who their local sales representative would be. Uh, we do have branded websites, york.com, johnsoncontrols.com, uh, where we launch uh, and, and show a lot of our units as well. Uh, but we're happy to have face-to-face conversations over the phone, over email, any of those as well. All right, great. All right, appreciate your time, Matt. All right, thank you, Matt. Thank you so much for having me. 
All right. Thanks again to Matt for taking the time to chat with me. Uh, check out the show notes for some links to things that we mentioned during the interview. You can find those show notes over at HVAC360.com slash 154. All right. Well, that's it for this week. Thanks so much for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you. Hope this was helpful. If you know somebody who's looking up to looking to step up their HVAC game, consider sharing this episode uh, with them. You know, I mean, a little bit of knowledge can really put a person in a different trajectory in their career. So you could be that person kind of, you know, helping them out. So if, uh, you know, this by far is probably one of the best things that you can do uh, to help spread the word about our podcast here. All right. Uh, anybody want extra credit? Uh, again, go over to the YouTube channel and sign up and subscribe uh, for that. And if you're not a subscriber, go on over to HVAC360.com and some, uh, sign up for some more weekly goodness where I share a little, uh, some more nuggets on a weekly basis. All right. And lastly, I'd be greatly honored if you'd consider leaving me a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Well, that's a wrap for this episode of HVAC360. I'm Matt Nelson, helping you be the best and the brightest in the field of HVAC. And as always, know what you build and share what you know.